Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Dennis, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Excited to talk to you about Three Wise Monkeys. But before we talk about the book, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, first, thank you for having me, Jody. I appreciate it. I'm a business growth strategist that conducts marketing and branding research to generate impactful insights for my clients. I leverage those insights to help clients gain clarity about their customers, their competition, and their brand. That clarity is sort of the pathway to develop effective marketing and branding strategy that drives transformative success. I have more than 30 years of experience in the marketing and branding space, helping clients to effectively convert insights into strategy that positively impacts the bottom line. For the last nearly 13 years, I've served b C and B2B firms, agencies, and nonprofits as the CEO of Clarity Research and Strategy, which I founded in 2009. Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Why did you jump and create Clarity in 2009? <laughs> I needed a job, quite honestly. I was in transition. I had been part of a fourth layoff during the Great Recession. So, you know, you get to a fourth layoff and they're not just getting rid of marginal employees. They're getting rid of people who've made a difference and they're restructuring. So coming out of that, I was working for a very large company called GFK, 10,000 employees globally and working on Procter & Gamble work in Cincinnati. And there's a lot of cachet in Cincinnati for people who work with Procter & Gamble. So there was a lot of interest, but it just happened that at that time that a lot of other firms just had not started their layoffs. So I was at a point where I actually didn't feel I had much of a choice, but to try to generate something on my own and freelancing wasn't going to be something that probably was going to work for me. I needed something a little bit more sustainable. So I developed the Clarity brand and launched the business in October of 2009. I love hearing other people's entrepreneur journeys because it is sometimes it's kind of that forced into becoming an entrepreneur. Other times it's that I got to get the hell out of where I'm at and this is where I'm going. But it's always interesting to hear those pieces. But I love also 2009. So you've been able to, even though it might've felt very forced, it seems like it's been a really good fit for you. Yes, I would say surprisingly so. I didn't know if I really wanted to have my own business at the time. I was really happy working at GFK and working in a large kind of client work. I felt like serving Procter & Gamble forced me to sort of bring my A-plus game to work every day. They were always on the cutting edge of marketing, so you would have exposure to a lot of really neat initiatives and be involved in those. So I really enjoyed working at a company like that. And there are other firms of similar size to GFK that also supported Procter & Gamble work that I definitely had discussions with at that time. But as I mentioned earlier, they just hadn't started their layoffs yet during that great recession. So it just wasn't going to happen. And I was looking for a job at that time, which was sort of like the proverbial needle in the haystack. You know, there were a lot of talented, experienced researchers that were looking for work and there just weren't very many opportunities. So it did kind of force my hand 
and say, okay, well, what am I going to do? What's my next step? And unlike a lot of people who start businesses, like start a restaurant, but have no restaurant experience whatsoever, I went with what I had done for, at that time, close to 20 years. You know, I was in the marketing branding space and I wanted to stay there. So I just needed to have a sort of a, have a hook, something that differentiated me in the marketplace. And I love the whole process of having that amazing experience at PNG, seeing what that large company can offer, but then being able to probably take that knowledge and then kind of gift it to those small to mid-sized companies that don't have the same size of budget or scope, but they get to learn from someone like you and learn how other companies are able to do it at a whole different scale. And they might be able to scale it down to their size. Well, there's definitely an advantage of working with someone like myself as compared to a larger agency, a larger market research firm, for example. And that is that they will often have junior people being the point of contact, and they simply don't have the same level of experience as someone like myself. And yet providing services from a small business, I don't have the overhead that large agencies have that have to pass along the cost of that overhead to their clients. I can do things much more efficiently as well as effectively. Let's talk a little bit about the book. So I've already interviewed your co-author, Jeff Jones, and I asked him this question. So I'm going to ask you the same. So why did you decide to become an author with Jeff? I mean, this is the second book. So why would you take on another book with Jeff? Like, what was it that you guys have that works really well to join teams to write again? Yeah. So Jeff and I really work well together. We have a lot of complementary skills and we definitely leverage that. And yet we had essentially the same vision of what this book would be about. And we had a process that we had worked through with the first book that we just reapplied to this second book. And it seemed to be sort of a winning formula in terms of writing and collaborating through the development of the book. And so, yeah, this book, Three Wise Monkeys, is a book that I've probably probably wanted to write for 15 or so years. This is very much sort of like a personal manifesto, if you will. I feel it's really some things that I think are important for me to share. And working with Jeff, he shared a lot of those same sentiments about the ideas that are conveyed in the book and wanted to also put it out in the world. Now, one thing Jeff said was that he has a little bit more of the creative spin sometimes, but he told me you (laughs) figured out the book title. I assumed he did because he said he was the creative one. Tell me the inspiration on why you chose Three Wise Monkeys as the title. Right. Absolutely. So Three Wise Monkeys, as many are familiar, right? It's hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. That's the three wise monkeys. I've been pleasantly surprised that more people recognize what we're referring to when we're talking about the three wise monkeys. But we're utilizing that a concept in terms of a framework for the book. There are really three different areas of focus with the book. It really has to do with knowing your customer really well, knowing your competition really well, and knowing your brand really well. And in each of those categories, you really have to have an area of focus for customers. You really have to have curiosity, really strong curiosity 
going on in your organization. With competition, it's really about discovery. And with your brand, it's all about honesty. Those are the three sort of pillars that lead us to customer clarity, to competition clarity, and to company or brand clarity. And so it made a lot of sense to sort of leverage this concept around Three Wise Monkeys to align with those three different areas. With customers, you really have to listen. So you want to hear no evil, right? With competition, you want to see it as it really is. So, you know, you want to see no evil when you're reviewing, you know, who you're really competing against in the marketplace. And with your brand or your company, it's really about being honest. And so it's speaking no evil, right? Telling the truth about your brand, about its authenticity, and being honest for those that are serving around the products and services that you're offering to them. Using Three Wise Monkeys, yes, I had maybe a stroke of genius, a moment of brilliance. I don't know. I'm very pleased I realized it. I actually had a colleague, a mentor, my sales coach, Steve McCullough, who suggested to us to utilize that in the actual title of the book. So we had already established Three Wise Monkeys sort of the framework for the book, but he had recommended that we actually utilize it in the title somehow in the book. And uh, I think that was incredibly helpful as well. I think it brings a little bit of intrigue about how we're utilizing Three Wise Monkeys for a business book or a marketing and branding book. I think it's helpful to recognize it's an interesting way of using that concept. Absolutely. And I told Jeff this too. I love how you just kept the monkeys going throughout the chapters. I thought, you know, it really tied well into the overall theme. So, and it's such an easy read. I really enjoyed reading it and learning about it. And that's something as a new kind of CEO and entrepreneur, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, who are my competition? What is my brand? What are my values? And then, you know, how do I work with my customers? So if you were working with a new CEO or a new startup or a new company who's trying to kind of define this, what would you say are kind of those first couple steps, the first key things that a company needs to be looking at? Right. Well, I think first and foremost, you have to understand who your customer is, who you really serving, what job essentially are they trying to accomplish with your product or service and who specifically can you help? We cannot, no matter what product or service we're offering in the marketplace are the right fit for everyone. There just isn't a product or service out there that's truly for everyone. And yet as a business owner, we'd like to think sometimes that we have anybody as a potential customer. And that's not really true. There are certain folks, you know, our messages are going to resonate with or product and service are really a good fit for. So I think fundamentally, you got to figure out who you're really serving in the marketplace. That's the first step. And then take secondarily, you need to understand kind of who's competing for those people, you know, the attention and their dollars, more importantly, or ultimately is the most important thing is who are they going to buy from? And so why is your product or service better than the competition? So you need to know what the competitions offering to them. And then thirdly is certainly about understanding your brand, your products and services, and speaking authentically about what they are and how they serve. That's really interesting. When I thought about it, I thought when well, I'd have to know my brand first, but it's really smart to know your customers first, because then that will fill in the gaps or fill in the who you are as far as like how you're going to value your customers. You kind of have to know them first. 
Right, right. I think so. I mean, I think you, you can make a case potentially for any of them. I think all three of them are, in a sense, equally important. I think in order, we talk about in the book about creating a culture of clarity in your organization. Well, in order to really be effective at generating a culture, you really do need to have clarity in all three areas, right? You have to have customer clarity, competition clarity, and company or brand clarity in order to have a culture of clarity in your organization. So we put equal weight on all all three of them. And to some extent, it may not in the end really matter with regard to the order of things. I think all of them are of equal importance. Uh, we mentioned customers as something that's foundational because if you don't have customers buying your product, you have no real product to sell. And then you don't really have a business either. So let's make sure we have some customers out there. I think a brand evolves over time and you may have an idea of what your brand is going to be about, but ultimately, those you serve will tell you what your brand is about. And so you can't fall in love with your brand, your products or services. You have to fall in love with your client or your customer. And so they're going to dictate what the demands are in the marketplace and whether they want to buy your products or services. I like that. You have to fall in love with your customer, your client. That's so powerful. Well, I'm going to end it there because that was a great ending. So I really appreciate you joining me today and chatting about your business, but also the book, Three Wise Monkeys. For the audience, how can they connect with you after this and where can they buy the book? Sure. So in terms of the book, it's currently available on Amazon, available at the moment as both digital and print formats. It'll soon be available as an audiobook on Audible, but you can go to www.threewisemonkeysbook.com to click on the link to get to the Amazon book page. Threewisemonkeysbook.com. And the three is spelled out, not the number. And then in order to connect with me, my email is dennis at clarity-us.com. Phone number is 513-448-4170. And then my business website is www.clarity-us.com. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn as well if you want to learn more about my background. Awesome. We'll make sure we add all that to the episode notes. But Dennis, thank you so much for being part of the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.